Foi! What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Headhunter Hideout. I am super excited for episode seven. I have a LinkedIn uh, video legend, Mark Gaysford, with us. He is a, a co-founder of Red Sprout Media. And um, yeah, he he's business-to-business -business content marketing, so does a very similar thing to, to what we do at Hoxo. Um, but yeah, happy to have you here, Mark. I know uh, we... We shared. Uh, we how do we connect? We connect on Clubhouse, which is kind of ironic, and we were just chatting about that. Um, but yeah, I know you were in the recruitment sector as well, so I'd love to hear a little bit about how you transitioned from recruitment to doing what you're doing now. If uh, if you're open to sharing that, absolutely. Yeah, God, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been. I wanted to get out of the recruitment sector for ages. I found a vehicle. No, I'm joking. I mean, <laughs> I've, uh, I've been in it. I've been in the recruitment industries for donkey's years. I mean, that's probably approaching 30 odd years and um, I am that old. And uh, so, um, and then COVID came along and like every other recruiter, you know, on the planet, business just went straight. I mean, we were, we were um, recruiters to the marketing world, but we were beyond that we were recruiters to the marketing agency world so they were already being outsourced anyway so you can just imagine how the business just completely fell you know off the edge of a cliff as soon as this happened but i think because we've done so much work ourselves on building red sprout as a brand and a lot through video and you know um through linkedin um to me and i mean everyone said it to us at the time it's a no-brainer you know we just do it we just go for it now and um and start to do the, the marketing side of it. And I'm lucky because I had Liv, um, who's a co-founder of Red Sprout Media, who's come from the marketing agency world. So you've got me, the, the, the nutter, who's got the recruitment experience, but we've also got that, that in-house marketing experience with Liv as well. So we just kind of got our heads together over that first lockdown in the UK and thought, this is, this is the way we want to go, really. So, and we've not really looked back since. So, yeah. Good yeah, fun. I love that. Yeah, I love it. Obviously not the COVID part, but mm. the fact that you were able to pivot away from the recruitment industry. Um, we, we were chatting a little bit beforehand too, and I've, I've been asking everybody uh, that's been on the live show recently. We met on Clubhouse. So real quick, I know this isn't a Clubhouse conversation, but I'm, I'm curious to, to kind of hear your thoughts, how you, you're potentially using it if you're using it and, and what you're thoughts are on that platform so so the last time so when we were on clubhouse um and we met each other on that channel i've not been back since <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I literally, and that's not because i don't like clubhouse I, I love the whole concept of it i just haven't got the time um yeah. and it's so you know you need a lot of time to to um to put into clubhouse i think to to get anything out of it and i literally I haven't got the time to be a consumer and i certainly haven't got the time to start planning anything to to put out i mean we, I, th I think my default channel is still always going to be LinkedIn. Um, yeah. And even then, I'm still confining myself mostly to link the main LinkedIn newsfeed. I don't do any LinkedIn stories. But I think, you know, for us, that's always been the channel that um, has produced the best results. Uh, we've got our strongest audience on. So when, when, when your time poor you've got to go where uh yeah you're going to get the return quickest i guess and so i love clubhouse um but i, I just literally haven't got the time to do it to be honest with you so yeah not been back since i'm i'm curious like I, I came across i think the video that came across my radar with you on it was the the post that you did um you know i think it was about not having friends basically they're like not 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 having friends that's yeah it was just like you know loneliness in in the uk which I'm sure with the lockdown, I, I'm sure like this would be a kind of a more appropriate video. But 
I, that that video went absolutely viral. Was that was that the most views you ever got on a video? I'd love yeah. to hear that, that that backstory. So like, how how did that come about, and uh, why do you think that video took off? It seems like an age ago now. I think it was the Christmas before last. It was yeah, it was Christmas before the one that's gone. And um, my kids are getting to that age. My son's twenty four. My daughter's twenty one. My son had moved out um, and to start his life with his girlfriend. And my daughter had gone to uni and. Um, I kind of looked in the mirror and just thought, Jesus, I've spent all my life doing career and family, and I've really not devoted any time to friends because I haven't had any time to do that. I'm a, I'm in, I'm a self-confessed workaholic, um, and so everything went into family or work. And then, you know, when the family starts to to move and disappear and all the rest of it, you kind of look and think, Jesus, okay, I'm at, I've, I've got no one else in my circle now. So it was, it was that moment of realization that I just thought. I've got to do something about this now, you know, because otherwise I'm just going to end up a really sad old lonely git. So, um, <laughs> so, so I just, I, and as, as with most of my content, it just tends to be off the cuff, totally yeah. genuine, authentic. It is, it is who I am. So I'll say it as I see it. Um, and so I just did that video that basically said, look, I've, I've got no mates. Um, this is where I find myself in life. And so this is what I did to go and try and improve that situation. And I think it's classic, Casey Neistat um, storytelling. Um, it was set up conflict resolution. What's, you know, set up, here's the situation. What's the conflict? How did we resolve it? And just by telling that story, and you can do that still within a minute and a half or whatever that video was, but the design behind that story was essentially that set up conflict resolution. Um, uh, and uh, and everyone and everybody resonated with so many i mean millions and millions and millions of people resonated with it how I'm many not, i'm curious how many shares that that got oh my god well. i can't even remember the numbers now it was ridiculous it had something like thirty thousand likes on it on a video um and and over a million views um which again for linkedin numbers is just staggering um but uh, but it just resonated with people, you know, and people from all sorts of different age groups as well. I kind of thought it would be the 50 pluses like me. Um, but I had, so, I mean, I had hundreds, thousands of messages, literally, from people as young as 16, 18, 20, that sort of age group, all the way up, um, who just basically said, um, yeah, you've just spoken to me. That's that's me. That's my life. Um, and I think what people don't realize, and that just to bring it back into sort of the commercial world, is that that one is business, that video, even though that is a real from the heart video saying, look, this is me, this is my life, this is what I'm going to do with this situation. We, you know, I've got loads of messages from people saying, yeah, that's me. Oh my God, thank you for putting it out there. It's something that people don't talk about, blah, 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 blah. But there was a percentage of people that said all of that and then said, oh, and by the way, uh, we were recruitment at the time. So can you help us recruit X, Y, Z? course we can no problem at all so we won business on the back of that video um and this is the big connect for me from a marketing um, perspective this is the big leap that people have got to take in their heads is working out that putting out content about what's going on in your life is content that will win you business because we play to one fact that is the same the world over people buy from people and if i'm going to allow my audience to, to get to know me and 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 feel like they want to do business with me that's that's the sweet spot with all of this stuff and there will be a percentage of them that don't they think i'm an idiot and they wouldn't want to do business with me fine go and do business with someone else i haven't got a problem with it at all but for the ones that that do get it and do like me as a person come on yeah we'll do business let's have let's have some fun with it so that's how that whole thing works yeah uh, i love that and we got a couple of comments here that i just want to get to we got Zach just said two legends here indeed. So 
Thanks, Zach. I'm not sure it's true, but hey. Uh, we got Rushikesh just said, hello, motivators. I don't know if we're how motivating we are, but apparently. Uh, and then we got Kevin. And Kevin is um, he's a fellow recruiter. He's should check out some of his videos as well. He's been getting uh, having some fun with him as well on LinkedIn. So it's great to see that. Nice. And then Jennifer just said, COVID was tough in many ways, but what a great time to stop reflecting where you are in life and create something totally new. 100% there. So I appreciate that. Um, guys, just 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 so you know, too, if you have specific questions on video content, definitely uh, ask those in the chat because, uh, you know, Mark has a ton of experience. He's probably been creating videos um, longer than most on the platform, but also really, um, like you said, it's very authentic content. Um, and so just a great opportunity to ask questions. And I see we got Aaron as well from the Hoxo team. So, hey, everyone, good to see you. Hey, Aaron. Um, Okay, so when you're working with clients, I'm curious, like, because I, I know even just working with a handful of clients that I've worked with in the past, particularly on like the video side, mm. um, there's there's a lot of fear surrounded and confusion with like call to actions, and you know we've got to make sure that it ties back in in the business. So I'm just curious, like, when you're working with your clients, how do you kind of, how do you coach them past that, or like why do you think people have like where where do you think that's come from in terms of you know, obviously you got your marketing videos. Personal branding is a little classic, bit different. It's classic B2B marketing attitude though, isn't it? I mean, you know, where's the ROI? I mean, if there's a question that in marketing in B2B you get all the time, it's where's the ROI and how quickly can I see it? And the reality is this is not sales, it's marketing. Um, and you have got to push beyond that point that is, um, you know, how do, how do I link it back to, to the business? And, and the problem with, the, the, I mean, you don't do that when you go onto Facebook or YouTube or Instagram or anything like that. As a cons you know, you, you go there to watch the videos and to see the content and all the rest of it. But as soon as we go to LinkedIn, we kind of put this business hat on that says, right, I'm now, I'm not Mark anymore. I'm Mark Geesford, CEO of Red Sprout Media, and therefore I must talk about what we do. And people forget no one gives a shit. No one cares what we do. Has you know, could not give us stuff. And so, instead of that, and this is how we have to coach our clients, and it is a tough one because you know naturally you want to be telling everybody about your business, um, but no one cares about your business. So, so it's got to be more content that is. That, I mean, we have this this thing in the business called um, our little acronym, which is called Eerie Content. And that's all about making entertaining, engaging, relatable, inspirational or educational content. And if you can hit as many of those those little buttons as you can with a single piece of content, you've got stuff that's going to fly off the page and people are going to enjoy. The, 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 the two real critical ones, because it doesn't have to be entertaining all the time, but definitely relatable and definitely engaging. And engaging is a lot about how you put that piece of content together, how you put that piece of video content together. Um, but if you can hit those two, you've got a good piece of content. And what happens here is people relate to that and they come on and they they show that they appreciate that content by liking and commenting and sharing and so and because they like the content invariably they want to head over to your personal profile and follow you or connect with you because they want to see more of what you've just produced so what's happening here is your audience is growing and building and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger um, and and people say to me yeah but I don't want a big audience of all these different people I just want the tar the specific target audience well they're in there as well is when your big audience is growing so is your niche target audience that's inside the big audience and that's growing as well and then the bringing it back to business you can produce all this great you know entertaining engaging relatable inspirational educational content and then you drop in a bit of barry 
a little bit of Barry Scott trying to flog Silit Bang. And I did it this week and we won business on it. So this week I put out a video that said B2B marketing as dull as dishwater. Yeah, I saw um, that one. Right. That so that, good, and, and on the back of that, we've got two new clients because it was very, very subtle, but it just basically said, look, and, and um, it was like Ghostbusters at the end. If you don't, this is easy. All you've got to do is make ads that don't suck. And if you if that if you find that hard, you know who to call. Um, and that was my bit of Barry Scott content, trying to flog people, sell it bang. And we won some business on the back of that. So, um, but then you know, for content following on from that is going to be more personal brand, more genuine, authentic, real. What's going on in my life? What's going on in the business life? You know, all that kind of stuff as well. So it's you've got to mix it up. But you've also got to build trust and credibility with your with your audience otherwise why would they listen to you in the first place i will now shut up joel because i've gone on for ages no nah, man it's it's really cool to, to hear that and i'm 100 percent on board I'm, I'm curious like when you like would you have ever seen yourself being like a big in like the video and marketing side of things like was that always there like how how did that happen not a clue, really. Um, so, I mean, not uh, well, I do, actually. I mean, I've got my son, Jack, to, to thank for the video bit. Um, because yeah, his he, videos are awesome, by the way. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he's way better than I am. Way, way better than I am. Um, and uh, and his edits, editing skills are just off the planet. Um, so, and, and he... He did a, a degree in um, design at university, then went traveling and kind of came back and said, I don't want to do design. I want to do something, you know, like video. And then off he went. And there's kind of this thing in our family where you say, if the opportunity isn't there, go, go, go start it, go create it. And so off he did. And he's, he's launched his business, V21, um, which is doing incredibly well. He basically taught me how to edit. Um, and I mean, he's, now, he's streets ahead of where I am, but he kind of got me hooked into it. And because I've got ADHD, I then became hyper-focused and obsessed by the whole thing and just got better and better and better at it. Um, and uh, and before you know it, I found that it was, and I, know I was only diagnosed with ADHD at the age of 52 or 53. And so it was a revelation to me. And all this creativity started to come out. I think, How, what can you do with video and all this stuff? And the ADHD kicked in and got hyper-focused and obsessed by the whole thing. And before you know it, you're, you're pretty good at it because um, you've done nothing for else apart from that for the last two years. <laughs> you're just so obsessed by it. So that's kind of how it happened. But for me, it's a revelation because I was a recruiter um, <clears throat> and this whole marketing thing has just released all of this creativity that I didn't even know I had in my head. Um, so it's been a, it's been a life changing moment to be, to be honest for me. When you, so when you're in the recruitment sector as well, I mean, obviously I do a lot of work with, within that space. Everything is so just outbound, cold calling, yeah. very little effect on, on branding. I, I guess, what have you found within that sector? And like, why, why do you think it's, it's just such a, kind of archaic sector in terms of getting people with that mindset of like, hey, we need to be building personal brands or like that's where we need to be focusing um, most of our energy on. Like why, why, where do you think that lapse comes from? And I, I think it's because it's it's fundamentally transactional, isn't it? So, you know, for, take job, find candidate, make money, um, repeat. Um, and so it's quite short term in its thinking and, and anything sort of further long term from a recruiter's perspective, and I get this totally because I was one for such a long time. You're, it's always the next deal, and your boss is always on your ass for your next month's figures. Well, marketing's not going to help with that. You know, marketing's six, eight, 12, 18 months away. That's not going to help with me, you know, my KPIs for next month. So you become 
so focused on the here and now and that is where's the next job where's the next candidate can i fill this job um and but it should so for me it should be the ceos the owners of businesses that are thinking you know fine if you start up i mean if i was to start up a recruitment business today of course i'd be doing outbound i'd be on the phones i'd be trying yeah, to talk yeah. to people absolutely so it's a no-brainer but in the background also what i would be doing is putting effort into now I need to build brand as well because this is going to pay dividends 12 18 months down the road so that I won't probably have to do as much outbound activity as I'm doing today. In 18 months, maybe I've got some inbound coming through as well. And it's exactly what we did at Red Sprout. Started off heavily outbound, really pushed in on the on the branding of the company and got to the stage where we were 100% inbound in the end. We didn't have to do any outbound activity whatsoever. It all came in inbound. And so, um, yeah, but it's, it's just longer term mindset. And that's really difficult at the moment where every penny counts. So of course, we're obsessed with next job, next candidate, next placement. What do you, what do you think in terms of, um, you know, one of the things you mentioned was like, you know, obviously you're all inbound now. Like what, how long did that take? And then I'm curious to think, just to hear, like, do you think it's harder now with lots of people, lots more people jumping on LinkedIn? Like I'm seeing it where lots of people are starting this content journey. A lot mm. of the posts kind of look similar. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like, especially with copy, like you see, you know, we're taught, let's write one line at a time. Let's make sure oh, the first two lines look great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All so, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Even like the video stuff, like obviously there's been a trend with like banner here, banner here, and like kind of, I don't want to say like overly edited, but like kind of heavily edited. Type, <laughs> Shea Robotum, you're saying basically. Everyone copies Shay Robotum, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I, I think to some, to some degree, but I think there's like, I, you know, I see that on Instagram as well. Like there's a lot of those, those videos. So mm. um, with like where we are now, like, do you think that the strategy needs to evolve or change mm. or like what advice do you give pe for people to like go forward and stand out when there's more noise with where things are at right now? I think it's definitely more difficult now. Um, that's not an excuse not to start, uh, but it's definitely more difficult. And, and we're going to see it get more difficult in terms of organic reach um, as time goes on because the algorithm is, is naturally going to become tighter and tighter and tighter. Um, that is not an excuse not to start now. And I'm going to keep saying that because it isn't. Um, because you've just pointed out the biggest problem with the whole thing. It gets samey, it gets repetitive. And what you'll start to see is that numbers drop off and you know your engagement ratios will start to decrease, not necessarily just because of the algorithm, but also because you're talking shit. You're talking the same stuff that you spoke about last month, last year, and it's all repetitive. So this evolution in content is absolutely critical. Um, and we, you know, we say this to all of our clients as well. You've just got to be testing, testing, testing all of the time. If it doesn't work, and you can tell really quickly if this stuff doesn't work, no one likes it, comments on it, or shares it. And if they don't do that, don't do it again. It's a simple, simple equation as to whether stuff works or not um, and if it does work do more of it absolutely do more of it but test i'm obsessed with the fact um, that there is a place on linkedin for short form um casey neistat style vlog once you've built up an audience who's who trust you to a degree tell a story tell it quickly get the point across um and, and but, but make it in uh, all the acronyms still entertaining engaging related you know all of that stuff put, put in there but actually make it something that people want to watch um, i'm obsessed with the fact that there is a place for that on linkedin um with video content um, but also you're seeing a massive change now in terms of video views are dropping so everyone's now going to go over to carousels what i think everyone <laughs> you know so it's like oh my god video doesn't work let's, let's create this carousel format now um and then everyone gets really bored of that really really quickly um 
so uh, but i think you know test 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 try something new i started a series that was me sitting on the toilet called grown from the throne um i very quickly realized that people didn't like it because i wasn't getting the likes and comments and shares and i didn't do it again i thought it was brilliant i thought it was inspirational you not many other people did youtube channel like a secret exactly. youtube channel <laughs> exactly. i love that <laughs> well, so yeah test you know because yeah. th i think the thing is as well you really can't i mean often people are saying this is where the fear factor comes in oh my god it was it's going to damage my brand and me sitting half naked on the toilet talking um didn't damage the brand you know it only went to show that you know we are challenging we're doing something different we're prepared to test so it doesn't damage the brand thank you for tuning into this episode i wanted to take a moment to introduce my sponsor Huxo Media are the world's leading content marketing agency for the recruitment industry. They're currently working with over 250 recruitment agencies that includes 3,000 recruitment consultants across the world. They help them build LinkedIn brands that open up more opportunities by following a proven methodology daily. In 2021, the hugely successful Huxo Academy is changing. They have launched an eight-week personal brand program which you can roll out across your whole business. The Academy is aimed at helping traditional recruiters that rely on outbound calls to attract candidates and clients. Those who often lack the knowledge of how to use LinkedIn for anything other than posting jobs and in-mails. They struggle with both the ideas and the confidence when it comes to producing relevant content. Post COVID-19, we all know that the world is truly digital. The modern recruiter needs to have a unique and consistent LinkedIn presence that offers value to their community and drives opportunities inbound. The Huxo Academy helps every recruiter in your agency achieve this in eight weeks, enrolling a new cohort of training at the start of each calendar month. For the first 50 customers of 2021, they are offering you the chance to enroll unlimited users onto the program for 12 months at no extra cost. So you have 50 or 500 consultants now, or you plan to hire more throughout the year, you can rest assured that they will get all the training they need to build a brand that wins business on LinkedIn. Please click the link attached to this episode or DM me on LinkedIn to find out how your agency can join the program. If you've been in this academy, please add in some information about your experience. We'd love to hear from you and why you chose to partner with us as you truly believe in the impact it can have in the way that modern recruiters work. Well, I think I think you bring up a great point too. It's like for a lot of small businesses, like you don't have you don't necessarily have to have that same fear of staying on brand. Why? Because nobody really knows your brand in the first place. Exactly. Whereas obviously, if you're a huge company like Adidas or, or Nike or Apple, you you do have to kind of stay on brand because they you build up that brand. So it's a different argument. But then that filters down into small businesses where they I've spoken to really small businesses that are hyper focused on staying on brand. I'm like, well nobody really knows your brand. So like, even though it's like close to where your heart, it, you know, no one really knows it. No so one gives not, a shit. Exactly. So it's not <laughs> going to impact the brand, but we got, so we got Bernard here. He says Af afternoon. Um, hey, intelligence says, thanks for a gentle nudge. Been second guessing whether uh, what I want to share is too personal. Never. Um, no. And Never. then being personal is being real and people respond to that. Don't apologize for the greatness that you bring to the table. I love that. So a little little conversation going on here, and it says my video editing is a mess. I call it the Gerard. <laughs> I love that. Hold on, Joel. So we have to just have a little competition now here because Gerard is obsessed about the way I say a certain word. All right. Um, and he he's all about the y'all, and I'm not very good at it. But 
I think you know. If, in fact, Gerald, I think he even sent us an email with with him saying or a video with him saying "y'all" in it. Y'all. There you go. Judge See, I'm, but, but I'm from I'm. You might not even know this, but I'm from Blackpool originally. Oh uh, yeah, well, I remember you telling me. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> that still is a little bit uncomfortable for me. Like I'm not a hundred percent on board, and I I feel like I sound weird with that as well. <laughs> uh, we got let's see, poop isn't real popular unless you're at poop Okay, fair enough. Nice. Y'all, and then look at that, y'all, 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 y'all. I love it. Well, <laughs> hey, I, I, I love it. In I love what you said about the experimentation piece. Little, little throw, throw out here. One, one of the things I've been experimenting with is like the jiffies, um, and those work really, really well because you could tie them into humor, and yeah. like humor is 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 huge. And I found that those posts do really well. Yeah. I haven't experimented so much with the carousel. Uh, but I, I know, like, obviously people are like, well, if you can get people to hang out longer, then that increases dwell time and it works. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's always about, like, how creative are you with your content? How much does it stand out? It's, and how, and how is it engaging? You know, That's the point. There's a guy over here. I don't know if you know of him. His, his name's Dan Kelso. He runs a business called Offended Marketing. Um, and yes, he, do, yeah. he does what he says on the tin. Um, now, I mean, he's not a consistent producer of content, Dan. He's probably posts maybe once a week. But when he posts, boy, is it good. I mean, it's knockout good. There's effort. There's time. There's thought. Um, and when you watch one of his videos, it's just and his numbers you know if we're all if we're going to go with the whole numbers thing excuse me too much beer um are off the chart um but because it's creative it's well thought through it's not just i'm going to chuck something out on linkedin because i haven't done anything for ages and i've just got to put something out there um and his numbers are exceptional so it's still you can it's still possible to create a storm is LinkedIn his primary platform that he's creating? Yeah, because he's, he's B2B marketing, so definitely 100%. But, um, you know, it's still possible to create an audience. You've just got to – the amount – I mean, people look at the videos even I do, and they go, oh, my God, it's amazing. You know, I want to do the same thing. And people don't appreciate that the effort that goes into a video is probably an hour walking the dog, thinking about oh what what can i you know what can i do you know where's the content ideas oh that's a good idea there's probably another hour in terms of okay where am i going to take this this idea or where you know where's the setup where's the conflict where's the resolution or where's the story or what's the point i want to make um so you know you're probably talking about two three and then i'll probably chuck it into the team as well say guys what do we think about this we'll chew it over for a little while we, we broadly script it to extent of saying we know where it wants to start it we know where it middle bit is we know where we want to end it but we won't really script it in terms of you say this and then um so you've probably got three or four hours work um in at, before we even picked up the damn camera um and then i mean the picking up the camera is the easy bit it's the thinking about what you're going to do in the first place and then you pick up the camera you do the stuff and then you've got another hour or two of, of editing that so it's a day's work to produce a two-minute video um and so you can't just go and expect to get a big audience on linkedin hi my name is Mark. I'm just walking down the street and I just thought I'd get onto LinkedIn and tell you all that I'm going for a client meeting because no one gives a shit. You so, used to you used to be able to do that like when they exactly. were first promoting, you know, exactly. you could I know Sean always tells that story of like when he just did a video of him like getting back from the gym and it got a half a million views. Yeah. I mean today when I look at the video, see here's here's the thing which I think is people don't think about with video kind of in, in general is like when you look at how long someone spends on LinkedIn, um Copy is actually more attractive for people because, you know, if, you, if you're on there for 20 minutes a day and you've got a three-minute video and you've got a, a short piece of content, 
you know, that you, you're going to go to that shorter piece of content unless they know that when they watch your video, it's going to be entertaining. Like you said, it's going to yeah. be engaging yeah. and you're going to revoke that, that feeling. And, and I think that that's a chat that is a, it's a, it's a big challenge for people as well. Um, I'm curious, like what, what's your take on, on, uh, cause like for me, I'm really, I'm really big on, on like copy posts. Like I can bang them out quickly. I do some videos and most of my videos are like not as thought out as that at all. They're, they're on the fly, but I've been able to build an audience with copy. So I'm just curious to kind of hear your take and like what the difference would be in your mind or like, you're why do you think Liv, videos have been so effective for you? Yeah, you're the same as Liv. Liv is a copy queen. She loves copy. She loves, you know, writing well. Um, and she her lead is always good copy. Um, my, my default is always video. I just prefer it as a medium. Um, it works for me. Um, whereas I'm, I'm, you know, the grammar police would have a field day with me. Um, but, um, but with video, I can just say it. And, uh, and because... I've got a little bit more confident with video, I guess, as well. And I can just express myself and be, you know, slightly lunatic and uh, and and just show people the madness that's going on. It kind of it seems to have just come across quite well, and people do seem to enjoy that. So, I mean, I think my advice is go with the medium that you love the most. Um, I mean, Leah Turner. I don't know if you know Leah Turner. Yeah. Leah Turner is exactly She's the same. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Leah copy is her default 100 percent, and um and she's bloody good at it um and she you know every now and again she'll pop a video up and of course it goes mental because no one gets to see her that often um but copies her her absolute default so go where your heart is would be would be my view and almost i think i'm almost to the opinion sod what the algorithm's doing right now it doesn't matter you know if you're gonna i mean i think dan kelso is a great example of this produce something good in the medium that you love and it's gonna do well um there's some tactics involved in that there's a massive amount of psychology just as you said in terms of whether people have got the time to be able to sit through a a, a three minute i mean three minutes is pushing it on video content now um but a minute, even a minute and a half, you know, you, you're um, you're asking people to commit a minute and a half to, to video content. So you better make it good. Um, yeah. You know, if you're just going to be literally doing this sort of piece to camera on a, on a mobile with no no transitions in there, nothing engaging, nothing to make the audience want to stay, you, your audience are going to disappear. They're going to be so the first uh, arm or pause. They're going to be off because they're bored. So um, so there's a, there is a ton of psychology involved in that. But I mean, my, my mantra still would be. Um, choose the medium that you love the most and go with it because if you're trying to if you don't do video and you don't like video then it's it, it's going to come across like that so don't bother yeah and i was, I was going to say too like how much do you think like who the person is just naturally plays into how well the personal brand is because i think obviously like leah i think like chris williams too in the uk like he's yeah. he's a character man i mean he's yeah. you know you've got to be kind of kind of a character and so like how much do you play into that and how much do you think is just like natural kind of who you are or is it just like anybody can and i posted about this yesterday like i you know everyone's like oh i need to build a personal brand because i you know i need to and then i just i'm like if you if it feels forced it just doesn't seem to do well so like what what's your thoughts on that i'd, I'd be curious totally, to get your take on uh, yeah i couldn't agree with you more i mean if you're going to force it it's it's really not going to work for me and i think this is this is the <laughs> Just heard my dog snoring in the background. Apologize if you heard that. That was a big snore. Um, yeah, for me, um, God, what were we talking about? So I completely lost the thread. Now he was saying, like how much, how much um, impact the actual like personality of that person oh, yeah. plays it, into the content doing well. 
and there's no doubt about it it does i mean i always set out when i started doing this i just thought i'm I, you know you, i can't fake it till i make it people are either going to like me or they're not going to like me and the, a proportion of them probably will and a proportion probably won't so i might as well just be myself and so what you what yeah what everyone sees on video is exact is me it's just that's that's me normal You're, you'd see the same person if you walked into the office every day um and so that authenticity i know it's very overused but that authenticity is really important um because what, what, it, does, that, what does that mean to you too i, I just i'm always curious to hear different people's yeah I, I mean to me to me authenticity is just to actually tell the truth and tell it and and and, and do it in a don't be fake about it i mean I, i'm not gary v i'm not going to be trying to pretend to be gary v and do all this mad stuff and i'm not casey neistat either i'm just me and so you know be yourself about it but also tell the truth and i think this is this comes through in a lot of the content that i've put out over the years um your linkedin is a is a is everything on linkedin is five star glossy um and amazing um, and everybody knows it's bollocks. It's not true. So tell the real story because running a business, for example, right now is as tough as hell. And if you get through this um, and you've still got a business at the end of it, my hat is off to you. Um, and there's so many people that are obsessed about we've got to grow, grow, grow. No, you haven't. You know what? If you survive now, brilliant well done so tell the truth and don't just gloss it up that to me is what authenticity is about um you know if something goes wrong in the office or we screw up with a client i'm going to tell that story because it's happened um i'll probably add on to that story what we did as a result so we screwed up this is what we did client was really unhappy we lost client this is how we're going to resolve that in the future there's that bit of inspirational bit to that piece of content as well but i'll tell the truth we screwed up we absolutely messed up and that for me is authenticity it's interesting too because obviously being in the uk like when i think of the uk i just think like people are kind of ruthless and savage when it comes to just any of the inspirational kind of stuff whereas like in the u.s you know, like the motivational, inspirational stuff flies off the shelf. So we don't uh, do it here. No. So like, I'm, I'm just, I'm curious to get your take on like the difference between the two and like, because I know you've, you've got a lot of clients in the US or so you've been able to win a lot of business. Mm. So do you think that's played into winning that business? The fact that like you have that? No, because as I think we still do inspirational, we still do motivational, but we do it in a very British way. Um, so, so, and I'll give you an example and it comes back to the, the our most viral video about no friends. Um, the inspirational bit at the end of the video was me walking out of the pub going, okay, that was a great night. Um, and I'd like some of these people to be my friends. They're not yet, but there's hope for the future. That is inspiration. That's UK inspiration. It's really subtle. It's really, um, you know, below that. It's not rah, rah, rah. I'm going to quote you. You know, it's something I've just read on, a, on an yeah. Instagram post on Pinterest or something and put it over LinkedIn. We don't do that in the UK. You know, we don't do that in the UK. But inspiration comes in very different forms. So I think it is around telling the story. Um, but it's actually all about that. This is what this is so this is the the problem this is what i had to solve and this is how i solved it that's where the inspiration comes but we just don't do it in a big you know flag waving balloon blowing way it's different but it's still inspirational no yeah i, lo I love that and uh jennifer just said uh key takeaway produce something good in the medium you love and go with it couldn't agree yeah. more and then playing yourself is the best role you'll ever land um i do i do find that is you know, especially within the corporate space, that's such a huge challenge is there's always that pressure of remaining on brand. So people don't want people to be themselves. But at the end of the day, that that is the thing that that wins on LinkedIn. It wins on TikTok. I mean, I got I got a friend that does 
short form uh, physical comedy. And he went from zero to 15 million followers in 11 months yeah. on TikTok. Transitioned it over to Instagram. He's got a million followers over there. Transitioned yeah. it over to YouTube, got a million followers. And I listened to him on a podcast in his recent thing, a uh, recent podcast. And he was just, he was just like, just do something that you enjoy. And like, don't feel that pressure. Like you said, with following the algorithm, trying to follow the trends, yeah. like carousels. Yeah. Okay. Carousels might get you some more engagement potentially, but if it's, if it's a really bad carousel, it's not yeah. going to do anything for <laughs> exactly. you. Exactly. Uh, so it's like, don't focus on the medium, focus on the quality of the content. So. We did one. I mean, we do carousels with our clients. We did one the other day. Someone, one of our clients, Liv's already told this story on, on LinkedIn, but one of our clients came through and said, um, can you do something for LinkedIn for Valentine's Day? And we just did a collective no no thank you um, yeah. because it's just that typical boring marketing and then we just had this in this great we brainstormed it a little bit and said well what can we do that's a little bit different and they were a microsoft 365 training company and we thought well why don't you take the, the biggest microsoft 365 uh, programs outlook powerpoint excel word and stick them into a tinder frame and then put some funny copy below it so you've got things like microsoft word my orientation shifts if you need it to or microsoft teams i love a group thing so jump on in and just made some fun out of that but in a tinder profile flew off the pages people loved it why because it's just that little bit different um so it's it's not the for me it's just not the it's not the format it's not a carousel it's not a text post it's not a single image ad it's not a video it's it's what best tells the story and also so true do what you like do what you're passionate about and and that passion will come across whatever medium it is yeah well that that's where i think um that's kind of part of the danger i think people fall into with linkedin where it's like people get success with one medium and then they're just all about that medium and in yeah. reality you have to be able to experiment and switch it up so so i love that well we're coming up to um the, the end of the show here and and i man it's been great having you on here i love uh, everything you said. and i'm 100 percent on board with you too with the experimentation i'm all about that now obviously it's a recruitment focused show so I'd, I'd love for you to think back to when you're in recruitment you know whatever that was but just thinking about like if you were starting a recruitment business or you were new in the recruitment in this time period where like physical networking's out of the window like cold calling is harder than it's ever been outbounds harder than it's ever been what would be your advice to people uh, of like where to go and what to do and, and how to be successful in this climate i would i mean uh, you know you're absolutely right uh, it, it's it's tough as out there at the moment i think i think my only advice really would be sort of start as you mean to go on and um but this thing called social media is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger um and i don't want to force people into thinking about personal brand but you know you've really got to leverage social media for your business whatever that means to you individually um and it could be you know it could be linkedin video it could be all this sort of stuff but i mean I'd, I'd really try and go inbound as much as you possibly can because not only you know my age group we were when we started in recruitment it was all yellow pages and the phone and a kalamazoo um of candidates and clients and off we'd go um and um you know and, and cold calling everybody but you've got a generation of of younger people who are in hiring managers positions now who who are you know whose communication methods are online and receiving a cold call is is very weird for them and that's only gonna you know that's only gonna get 
bigger and bigger and bigger. We've got to find methods of communication and methods of um, of allowing people to get to know us, which is essentially what you're doing through cold calling, through whatever you're doing. It's allowing people to get to know you. Um, so find find out how you can do that for your target market. Yeah, love it. And then, and then you've got people coming to you. And so and that makes life so, so much easier. Last question with that. How long did it take for you to get an inbound lead from the LinkedIn activity? Like how long have you been consistent? So we went from we went from zero inbound to 100% inbound in probably about 18 months, two years um, of, of, of pretty much putting out consistent video content every single day. Um, uh, so there was a lot of work and effort that went into getting us into that position. But, and I will caveat this because this was in the glory days of, of LinkedIn video where they'd literally just launched it. Um, and so it what video content was given massive profile on LinkedIn. Um, and the organic reach is tougher these days. There's no doubt about that. Um, but as, as I've said with Dan Kelso, there's still a way that you can do that and, and achieve those results. So it, it's no reason to, to, to not start, absolutely start. But I think you know, we're all different. You know, all of us uh, on this LinkedIn channel are different because we're different people. Show that difference. Just be honestly, please, please. If there's one thing I can say is do not be scared or try and hide behind your brand, your company name or whatever it is. Or because what you, all you're going to do is fill yourself with fear um, and your content by by default is going to be as bland and vanilla as hell if you do that. Bring something different. Bring a bit of you. Um, and some people will like you. Some people won't. But do business with the people that like you. But be be yourself. What's What's the best way to get a hold of you? I know you've got a lot of followers on LinkedIn. You probably got a ton of DMs with, can I just pick your brain? Yeah, so, get loads uh, of that. <laughs> yeah. Can I pick your brain for a couple of minutes? Sure, exactly. yeah. Uh, here you go. Here's my, my problem. But what is what is the best way to get a hold of you? Is it through LinkedIn or like it, a web it is, yeah, no, it is through LinkedIn. Yeah. Definitely. If you send me a, a, um, a message through LinkedIn, then I'll get back. All right. Well guys, just, just in case you do send a message to Mark, just be patient. And one of the things I <laughs> yeah, say, thank is, you for that. <laughs> number one, be patient. And like number two, just make it like super clear what your intentions are and like why you need, why you need help. And like, you know, Mark helps people with LinkedIn content, like this is business. So just be mindful of that as well. Uh, and I, I just make that joke about picking a picking brain because everybody I talk to who's doing stuff on LinkedIn, we literally would get 20, 30 messages a day minimum with just, yeah. can I pick your brain? And there's nothing wrong with doing that. But when people are putting out content, that is they're picking, you know, picking your brain. Like that's just go watch someone's content, go check out the free resources they put out. So exactly. Mark, I appreciate it, man. It's been, a, been an honor and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do this again, maybe on Clubhouse, but probably sounds like, <laughs> probably, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right man well i appreciate your time and uh my pleasure we'll talk soon here and everybody out there jennifer gerard um got nantel bernard kevin any of you guys out there really appreciate you all stay tuned for next monday we'll have another guest on as well so just stay tuned for that announcement a couple days before and appreciate all you guys we'll talk soon thanks for having me